if you guys are like me and you're looking for a way to make financial services work for you, you need to be checking out Robinhood. They, they let you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. Where are you going to find that? Commission-free. They got an easy-to-use app. Um, th their web platform is amazing, and you can learn by doing, okay? If you're not checking out Robinhood, I don't know what you're doing with your money, but check them out. Eatsleep.robinhood.com. Check that out. You, you got to do it, okay? Eatsleep.robinhood.com, all right? I, I personally am not going to tell you where to invest your money, but you need to know what to be using to invest your money, and it needs to be Robinhood. They're amazing. Check out their app or visit eatsleep.robinhood.com. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as as the Le'Veon Bell of Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, my name is Christian Brito, and joining me on this beautiful podcast day is Armando Crespo. What's up, Mondo? What's up? Oh, God, I was going to say a bad word. Um, what's up, guys? I was... Whoa. What's up? I was going to say the B word. Say? I was going to say the B word. Oh, well, that's fine. No, but uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I thought you were going to go a different direction with that. Nope, nope. Nope. Um, we are the Le'Veon Bell of Fantasy Football because you don't know if we're going to show up or not. <laughs> Luckily, we are showing up today. <laughs> There's going to be a podcast. <laughs> he is not, unfortunately. Uh, actually, fortunately, because I own James Conner, who is better than Le'Veon Bell okay. in a week-to-week -week basis so far this season. So far this season. And um, he, has, he has better stats than Le'Veon Bell. This season, if you compare stats to last season, like he has more broken tackles, uh, more yards, more catches, more touchdowns than Le'Veon Bell did last season. Right. So, uh, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about this. I really don't want to beat a dead horse. We'll spend a minute or two talking about this situation. Um, I, I do want to spend more time focusing on some other guys' rest of season. So, today, we're going to be talking pretty much rest of season home field you know uh down the home stretch I, I don't know what the expression is man i'm fucking up here down 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 the road down the home stretch the home stretch this uh, that's got to be the way to say it i uh, we're, we're heading man. into the home stretch of the season and you there are and it's time to buckle down and get your shit together exactly so that's what we want to talk about this episode we are obviously going to touch up on some news and stuff like that and um also if you're wondering, we did record, what, three episodes last week? Dale also deleted a couple of them. I'm not joking. He deleted episodes off of his computer. You know, that's why we fired him. He's just like the Mark Ruffalo. We, he's done. Just let us down. Mark Ruffalo yeah. was fired because he leaked the title of the 
Anyways, um, Armando, we have a lot of information to cover. We've been gone for a little while, so I think we're going to make up for it by not spending too much time talking shit, and let's just dive right in. Okay. Do you want to start with the news? Yeah, we're starting with the news and then the uh, rest of season. First piece of news that I think is the most important is Nathan Petterman was finally released. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Thank God he's released. Is that I really am, the most important piece of news you want to talk about? I, Next. I, I'm, I'm one degree removed away from him, so, you know, whatever. Um, what do you Flacco mean Flacco did not, what like, it mean? uh, means that my uh, sister-in-law knows him. They went to school together. How does that? That's one degree. Like, one degree. So one person knows him, so that's one degree. Okay. <sighs> Next. Oh, I'm one degree removed away from Eminem as well. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? Cool, man. <laughs> uh, Flacco did not practice today. Um, I think that kind of opens the door for Lamar Jackson or RG3? Who are you going for? It's Lamar Jackson's job right now. You think so? Even yeah. though RG3 played better in the preseason? Yeah. I think the the fact that he's actually played some snaps this season, even I, obviously those have been in packages that are just meant to be kind of uh, gimmicky plays or whatever, but um, you got to start giving him some time somehow, right? So I think Lamar Jackson is the right call. Uh, and if he does start, he's going to get some good plays in um, in terms of rushing ability. So maybe we'll have a pretty safe floor as a quarterback that maybe you can stream this week. But uh, if if he plays, um, I think I'm downgrading Willie Snead from a possible deep league flex starter to not startable. I think it kind of bumps up John Brown because, you know, with running quarterbacks, I like to throw the ball a little deeper. And I think that helps John Brown. And I think Crabtree just remains the same. Yep. Um, that's my take. So let's talk about this piece of news here that we have to talk about just quickly. Le'Veon Bell doesn't report. He's ineligible to play for the rest of the season. All right. I was going to get there. <sighs> go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. He's not going to play the season. So that means Connor's play the this man. Season. Sacrificed a crap ton of money. He'll likely be somewhere else in 2019 because the only thing the Steelers could do to keep him around next year is place another different tag that would cost them even more money in 2019. Quarterback money. Yeah, I doubt they'll do that. So in all likelihood, Le'Veon Bell is now going to be a free agent. Um, We'll see what he can get in the open market, but I don't think he's going to get what he's thinking he deserves. Um, I think James Conner being so effective so far this year hurts Le'Veon Bell stock. Um, And if you look at the people that have filled in for Bell over the past couple years, they've done just as good as he has for the most part. So James Conner is really what I want to talk about because sure. he's in concussion protocol, but he's expected to be back and cleared tomorrow, uh, you know, Wednesday. Um, so he should be fine. Rest of season, top five guy. Yep. I don't think uh, you have Todd Gurley, Gordon Hunt, Kamara and Connor. I don't think there's anyone that's going to crack that top five right. anytime soon like that. I think it's a solidified Ezekiel Elliott's barely top 10 for me. David Johnson's barely top Barclay's 10. Barkley's the only guy that kind of made He does, but the offense put, is a, if you is a mess. you want to put ahead of Connor, I have no qualms about it. But I do. That's about I it. do. Barkley's good moving forward after the season, but he's a rookie and the team's a mess. I think next year when they have a new quarterback in place, new offensive coordinator, Saquon Barkley is definitely you know a top five guy. But right now... Everyone's those teams, all those other guys I named are just way, way behind. Christian McCaffrey is interesting. I just don't know if he can keep it up all season. But yeah, Connor, Kamara, Hunt, Gordon, Gurley, not close after that. Yeah. My rankings, I would put him uh, actually number four. 
for the rest of the season. My ranks would look like Gurley, Hunt, Gordon, Connor, Kamara. That would be mine. Yeah, no, mine's pretty much what I said. I, 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 mine's between Kamara, Connor. I'm like in between that. I, I don't really. Fair the only reason why I would go Connor just because of the work. Um, the work's just insane. Kamara's just explosive. That's the big difference. Um, so I guess Connor over Kamara, but whatever. That we're just whoever you have is fucking fine. Splitting You're gonna be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, close enough. All right, next. Uh, next piece of news: Aaron Rodgers believes Aaron Jones should get more carries. I think I think this is important. We're gonna talk about this maybe a little later. Aaron Jones is if he's getting that amount of work, which is 15 carries plus, he is a top 12 guy easily. Do you agree? Uh, he's definitely close in that range. I mean, 15 carries last game, 145 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Um, and on top of that also had three catches the week before that 76 rushing yards on 14 carries did have the fumble. But if you look at it, man, if, if he receives double, double digit touchdowns, uh, I mean, double digit carries, sorry, double digit touchdowns, double digit carries. (laughs) I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, 86 rushing yards, 76 rushing yards, 145 rushing yards, and his season average per game, uh, you know, uh, per per carry, sorry, 6.8 yards a carry on the season. Yeah, Those are not numbers to be played with. 6.8 yards a carry, and you're only giving him 10 carries a game. Uh, obviously, it's starting to creep up a little bit, the amount of touches, and it should continue to do so, like, why are they still giving the ball to Jamal Williams? Makes no sense. No. I mean, he got four carries. That's enough. He's a better pass catcher and he's a better blocker. So keep it interesting. Yeah, he's a way better blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron Jones does not look good catching the ball. Um, so right now we have Aaron Jones in the 12 area. I think I'd rather ha- have him over James White. But it gets a little more interesting with, like, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. I don't know where he ranks. Like, that's that's where he is right now for maybe in that little chunk. Where do you rate Aaron Jones between, like, those, you know, Mixon – Jones, I'd Fournette, put Chubb. him just behind that group, right? So maybe right after Fournette, but right ahead of the uh, Marlon Max and the Tevin Coleman's of the world. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's in that group to me where um, I think he's just ahead of, you know, Carrion Johnson. He's in that mold of like Mark Ingram, right? Where you kind of hope he gets a lot of work and it'll be pretty decent if he does. Yeah, for me, Mark Ingram is like he's a little farther. He's a, he's a solid RB two, and I don't think he has enough upside to be unless it's a blowout win. Wh- whatever, we're not going to Mark Ingram. That doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Yes, Aaron Aaron Jones is borderline RB one depending on the matchup. I, I have him like just slightly above Nick Chubb just because Aaron Jones is in a better offense. He'll move the ball more, but Leonard Fournette's going to get the work, so he's just on the cusp of being an RB one. Um, so a couple guys that are going to be returning to practice, and I think we're expecting to play: Kiki Cootie, Stefan Diggs. And those are the two big guys. And Rob Gorkowski is set to return after the bye week. Right. So I think we should feel good about that. Um, yeah, those two guys are trending towards playing. Diggs, Diggs said himself that he knows he's going to play this week. So yeah. I don't know how much you can trust the player, but he's pra- he's going to be practicing. I think uh, I think he's going to play this week. And I actually think that that helps the offense as a whole, helps the other players, and helps Adam Thielen, honestly. Yeah. All right, these two pieces of news don't really matter. Nick Mullins is going to remain the starter for the 49ers. I don't yeah. think this changes or affects anything relevant to fantasy football. George Kittle is still the fucking man. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is a borderline wide receiver three, and Garcon is irrelevant. Right. Agree? Yep. What, what, do, you, what do you think about Brita? 
like I mean, he keeps getting banged up. I think he's a sell high. Like I, I just can't trust him going to the playoffs and knowing that he's just going to be getting banged up every play. Like he's this is too small. Breed is to too brittle. Stay healthy, uh, but when he's on the field, man, he's pretty damn good. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. This is what you hoped McKinnon could be, and McKinnon gets injured in preseason. Um, but 101 rushing yards um, and a touchdown, plus 31 receiving yards and a touchdown. Very good fantasy night um, on Monday night for Brita. Um, I expect I expect him to be fine as an RB2 flex type guy. For okay, the okay. Season. Hear, hear me out. Brita scored, what, 24 points in standard, right? 25.2 in standard. Sure. He, sco- he scored that in standard. All right. That's high for Brita. I think right now is a good time to sell him. You can, I believe, you can get like Tevin Coleman. You can get someone like maybe even Sonny Michelle after that game. Someone's a little scared. Philip Lindsay's interesting. Dalvin Cook. I think all those guys are better than Brita, and their upside is higher. And Brita's just brittle. You know what I mean? Like that. There's a chance he might not play. So Brita has played ten games this season. Um, he's gotten hurt in two of them. So I don't know if you want to throw those out or still count them. But even then, in those 10 games, he has given you five double-digit fantasy points in standard. I understand that he's good, but the thought of injury, I think I'd rather have someone who's going to be out there game in and game out. Like I'm not wor- not going to be as worried about injury with someone else. That's fair. It It's definitely fair. I just, I like him. I wouldn't mind having him on my team. And I think if there's, you know, you're still in a league where you could still make a trade for him, um, he's actually a target. That I, that I would go for and say, look, this guy's injured. I, I want him, but it's risky, right? So, you know. Yeah. The, my only hesitation is the rest of season schedule with uh, Seattle twice, who's been pretty good against the run, and Chicago down the stretch. Uh, yeah, I agree. Let me pause. Let's, uh, can you put this time code down? I'm going to tell him to quiet down outside. I didn't hear anything. 14-24. All right. Um, all right. Can, uh, I get, we can start now. Um, sorry. So, who would you rather have for rest of the season, Brito, Brita, or Jordan Howard? Oof. That's a that's a good question, dude. Right. Um, Name says Howard for me, but the I'm work scares Matt me. Matt Brita, dude. Tariq. I think I'd rather have Tariq Cohen in that backfield. Hmm. All right. I don't. I, I can't. I, I can't argue one way or the other. Brita doesn't perform better. I just like the name Jordan Howard on my roster more. Yeah. So I don't. I would. I idea for a trade target. There you go, buddy. That's what I'm here for. I have Jordan Howard in the league, and I can't seem to get rid of him. Oh, you send that trade off. You'll. It'll happen. Uh, I'm going to take Deion Lewis, Lamar Miller over Brita. Not Lamar Miller. Deion Lewis. So Deion Lewis is getting all the work, minus the red zone um, work. Deion Lewis looks good. I would rather have Deion Lewis. Yep. All right. Um, so let me drop but some I couple hate of pieces. That offense. Yeah, it's fucking. Oh, you know, they looked a lot offense. better. They looked a lot fucking better, man. Um, oh, something to know that uh, Corey Davis. Just everyone should know this. Corey Davis has played most of the top corners in the first, you know, ten weeks of the season, and his schedule gets super cake rest of the rest of the way. I think Corey Davis is a really good buy low if you're looking to the playoffs and you're kind of wide receiver depleted. He's someone to take a look at, and you know, might turn it up a notch. 
if you saw what he did against the Patriots this week. Yeah, um, but is it is it just that they step their game up against the Patriots? Because Corey Davis does this, man. He'll give you 50 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. Right. He'll give you a dud of 10 yards and then follow that up with 125 yards and a touchdown. All I'm I saying is his schedule's his schedule's better. His um, yeah, he's his getting all the work. Brutal up until now. Yeah. Um, so he has a better schedule and he's getting all the work. I mean, that's a good recipe for somewhat success. Right. I mean, so, yeah, he's on the field for 90, 91% of the snaps. So. Exactly. Corey Davis is really interesting, and he's a buy. I think, you know, right now he's a buy low. It might be a buy high because of his fucking game he just had. Might be a little late on that one. Um, but just someone to keep keep track of. Right. Um, so last two pieces of news don't really matter. Randall Cobb did not travel with the Packers. You know, fire up MVS, no problems. Maybe St. Brown if you're really desperate. And I don't know if this matters, but the Chiefs and Rams game on Monday night will not be played in Mexico. We played in L.A. Does that matter to you? I mean, not really. No. It's good for the Rams, I guess. It's good that the players are going to play. They were, like, arguing not to play, so. That was never going to happen. You never know. (laughs) Um, All right. That does it for our news today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Should we talk about Thursday night game? Uh, no, let's talk rest of season rankings first. Wait, wait. Uh, let's do Thursday night. It'll be really quick. It'll be really quick. Okay, fine. fine. I I hate doing Thursday night previews. So all right, I'll just do it. You Your tell job. me what you think. Okay, look, Packers are going against the Seattle Seahawks. I think you're starting Russell Wilson. You're starting Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't believe that Doug Baldwin is a must start anymore. I think he's touchdown. He's not touchdown penny. He's matchup. Pro- he's not matchup proof. I. He's he's matchup based. <laughs> and matchup I don't think dependent. this matchup dependent. So he is not worth starting. I think you're firing up Adams and I think um I think MVS is a wide receiver too rest of the way. I think he had his worst game last season, last week. I think the rest of the way he's a safe start. As a borderline wide receiver two, three or so. Okay. I think I think that covers it. You're not Let me playing give the you de- a scenario here. Sure. Let's say sure. you drafted Aaron Rodgers early. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm listening. Playing Seattle, they've been uh, top five in their matchup-adjusted fantasy points allowed per game, mm-hmm. um, meaning they're the fifth-hardest defense to score on as a quarterback. Um, Aaron Rodgers this week, but let's say you drafted him and you picked up off of waivers a guy maybe like Matt Ryan or Mitchell Trubisky. You got one of those guys really late. Um what would you do in those situations? You want my honest opinion? Honest opinion. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is a must start week in and week out anymore. At least this season, it seems feels like it's a fucking mess. Um, So I, in my league of record traded for Drew Brees because I don't trust him anymore. Not this season. So is having an MVP caliber season. Yeah, I trade Landry if everyone wants to know. Quarterbacks are not, I guess, not valued very high, but I feel really good about Breeze the rest of the way. He has the second easiest schedule, so if someone else feels the same way, you should probably go out and get him. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think Rodgers is um, matchup proof. I'd rather have Trubisky, Matt Ryan. I mean, Trubisky looks good against the right matchup, but he has looked bad against bad matchups. So, you know, I, I have no problem playing quarterback um, roulette the rest of the way with Rodgers and anyone else that's on the wire. Or you might have like Ryan or whoever else. 
I think the same thing applies to Russell Wilson. Same thing does apply to Russell Wilson. I, I will say this over he the last three. He has a higher three, ceiling. Um, yes. But Russell Wilson over the last four games has been much better than Russell Wilson over his first five games. That I will say that. It's starting to trend in a positive direction, although this season has not been as good as I expected. He's been the quarterback number four over the last three weeks. Um, so I, I think he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, I, I agree. He does have a higher floor than Rodgers. Um, he does have he's, – he's, he's quarterback 14. I don't think this is the year where um, like he does in the past where he just explodes and is unstoppable. I don't think he explodes either, but I think – He'll be solid the rest of the way. Oh, my Not, God. I, he plays San Francisco and Kansas City in the playoffs. I am fucked. I'm going to play because, you know, I'm going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you haven't traded for a quarterback. <laughs> Selling for a championship. <laughs> or buying a championship, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I yeah, will I say feel th- pretty confident about his end-of-season schedule. Um, it's getting you there. That's scary. A, in the next, after Green Bay, who's middle of the road against the pass, he follows that up with Carolina, 22nd, San Francisco, 28th, Minnesota, 21st, and then San Francisco, 28th, and Kansas City in the championship week, 27th. His schedule is amazing. His schedule is really good. I mean, you have that one week, week 14. If you can get through that one, you're fine. Um I mean, Minnesota has not been good against the pass either. It's surprising. I know. They could be. I mean, okay, this week right now we'll decide what's going to happen with the Seattle Seahawks. If they lose, I would say they're almost completely eliminated. Not mathematically, but emotionally. Like, this is a game either one of them could probably be eliminated. At home, Green Bay, with the way the playoff scenario is shaking out right now, I kind of agree. They're lucky that they play San Francisco twice still to end the season, but... I don't see them winning against Kansas City, so, um, and I, I don't see them winning against at Carolina either. So exactly, I mean they have you have Carolina who's got three losses on the season, and then you have Minnesota and the Bears who are both I think both are playing their best football of the season. So Kansas City, not not uh, not uh, Chicago. What did I say? You, you said the Bears, it. the Chiefs. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the Bears and the, the Vikings nope. are both playing the best. The Bears and the Vikings are both playing the Jeez. best football. No, no, I not the Chiefs. Corrected you. No, I'm saying no. Listen, I'm saying Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks will not make the playoffs because uh, the Bears and Minnesota are both playing the best football they have all season, and gotcha. they're ahead of them. They can't catch them. Gotcha. They won't catch gotcha. them. Okay. Because I'm looking at the schedule and I saw Minnesota, yeah. and I thought yeah. you were saying they also play Chicago. <laughs> I'm like, where did you get this from? I made shit up. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That's a. Uh, it, this is a very important week 11 game as important as it gets on Thursday night football. So uh, yeah. I'll be watching. I do. Um, I do actually expect this to be a high scoring game, even though the yeah. over under is 49, 49 and a half. Um, I, I would probably take the over, even though it's a Thursday night football game. I hate Thursday night football games and I never want to start a new one. Thursday night football. Yeah, they, I'm very hesitant to ever pick the over on a Thursday night football game, but I probably would. Uh, before we move on from Thursday night football, I just want to say one name, David Moore. I absolutely love David Moore. He is playing the <laughs> I X. I going to say I hate that guy because he's 
<laughs> hard to figure out, but no, yeah. he is. He's really hard to figure out. Last week, he the week before, he had the most targets he had all season and produced his worst stat line. Yeah, but still, he's on the field with Russell Wilson. Doug Baldwin looks terrible. Tyler Lockett is touchdown dependent. I mean, it's just a matter of time before they get it all together and David Moore becomes, I think, could be a solid wide receiver too with that schedule by the end of the season. Um, so if he's available in your league and you have a deep bench, I definitely think he's worth a stash. His numbers haven't been great as of recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he, he's but he has that potential. They cut he's a, Brandon Marshall. He's a touchdown dependent guy, I think. He did he, have a stretch of four touchdowns in three weeks, which is nice, but right. But he's like a Josh Gordon. He's playing on the outside. He's but he's getting the targets as well. Right. I mean, I don't love the guy, but I will say this. He is trending in the right direction in terms of snap count. Last three weeks. So he started the season, first few games, 28% of snaps, 30% of the snaps, 34% of the snaps. The last three weeks, 72, 78, 67. That's, That's much great. better. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. He's definitely he's on the field with Russell Wilson. Good things will happen. Just a matter of time before they get on the right page. All right. Next. Uh, I think we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yay. I just want to continue to hit rest of season rankings and talk about guys and their value for the rest of the season. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I want to start and continue with a guy who um, I, I will say that I didn't expect this, even with the addition of all the weapons this offseason, even with um, adding guys that I know to be talented, I didn't expect Mitchell Trubisky mm. to be as good as he's been so far this season. Averaging 256 passing yards and over two touchdowns a game, coming in at 22.2 fantasy points per game in a standard league, he's put up multiple 30-point games so far this year, um, including this past week, a 355-yard, three-touchdown performance against Detroit. Um, what's your outlook on Mitchell Trubisky for the rest of the season? I mean, he's, right. he's a locked-in he, top-12 quarterback, huh? I don't know, man. I, I mean, you have weeks where he throws duds like last week. I mean, obviously, their defense you know, won that game against Buffalo for him, but, I mean, he's still not – at that pink. I mean, if you're if at that at his peak, I said pink. Next season, I think he's definitely going to. I I feel like he's a top twelve wide quarterback. You could probably get him late rounds, um, but he's only started thirteen games in college, and then la- and then this season, last season. So I think he's still developing, and sure, eventually he's a top twelve guy. I don't think he's a must start going forward. I don't think he's a top twelve guy going forward. But matchup base for sure. If you have Aaron Rodgers and you have Trubisky, I would go back and forth with those two guys the rest of the way. But I don't think I'm dropping Rodgers or I'm dropping, you know, Tom Brady for him. I think I'm holding on to both and just playing matchups. Right. Okay. He has been good, but there's still that floor and and that ceiling that's for him. And he has that he does have that rushing, which makes him really interesting. When but, you have uh when you could say I have Allen Robinson and Trey Burton to throw to as my main targets, then I've got additional guys in Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And then on top of that, you add Jordan Howard, who's been okay, but has shown flashes of brilliance, right? And then a guy who, as a receiver out of the backfield, and Tariq Cohen, I think in that role, he's elite. Uh, as a as a complete running back, I don't think he is. But in that receiving role as a running back, I think he's elite. 
when you add all of that together, their offensive line is playing well. I think it just it's the formula for a top twelve guy, right? He's he's right there. Um, if I had to put it rest of season, you're t- for me. Um, I'm gonna go Mahomes. I'm gonna go Brees. I'm gonna go Newton. Um, then I'll go um, Russell Wilson, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Luck, and then right there, that next group. I think I'm gonna put Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean Deshaun That's Watson. Top 10. Yeah, no, you forgot about Deshaun Watson. I would have. I don't think you said Goff either. So those are the two guys I would have above him. I, I'd rather have him rest of season than Carson Wentz. Ooh, no, man, you're crazy. I'm gonna put him in the same ilk as Jared Goff rest of season because you got to remember no. he's losing Cup. I, Josh Reynolds is fine. I, I'm not worried about Cup. I don't think Ren- Reynolds is Cup. I think Reynolds isn't Cup because he's not gonna play in the slot. They're gonna move Woods to the slot. I think Reynolds is more talented than than uh, Woods personally. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I don't think losing Cup is gonna affect too much. Um, I rather have Carson Wentz because I know what I'm getting from Carson Wentz week in and week out. He's gonna produce. Trubisky has that ten point floor. Wentz does not. They are a passing team over there in Philly. I think that Chicago wants to run more than they are. By the way, have you seen the Vegas over under for Kansas City LA? No, what is it? I don't think I've ever seen a number this high. What is it? <laughs> 63 and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's where it opened. I and There's some books where it's already at 64, where it actually moved up. What the fuck? That's a lot. That is a lot of points. Um I th- I'm pretty sure that's the highest over under I've ever seen. I think so. I think there was one that was really high earlier in the season. It was Kansas City versus Patriots, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was like 58 something like that. It definitely wasn't 63 and a half. Oh, um so, I cannot wait for that game honestly. That's going to be good. That's probably going to be one of the best games Those of the season. Assholes making it a Monday night game. I know. Um I actually have to so, watch I'm going to bring up one guy I kind of want to talk about is Eric Ebron. He caught three balls this weekend for three touchdowns, something like that. Two touchdowns receiving, one touchdown rushing. In my opinion, you're (laughs) you're sustainable. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But also, what are you doing with. The guy has double digit touchdowns already this season. He's on pace to break Gronkowski's touchdown record. Um, I don't think it's sustainable. I think he's touchdown dependent. I think if you own Eric Ebron, you could probably trade him for a much better tight end or another piece to the puzzle. Because if you got Eric Ebron, you probably got him as a free agent. And uh, hopefully you have another tight end on your roster at this point. Do you agree? No. Okay. Tell me why. (laughs) Uh, This is a five-page Well, they have a a tough matchup against a tight end in Tennessee. Mm Mm-hmm. But after that, you've got Miami, Jacksonville, Houston, and Dallas, who've yeah. all been piss poor against tight ends. All four of those games. Jack Doyle is back, but like I told Dale last week, Ebron is still... Actually, I don't know if this uh, was one of the lost episodes, so who, who knows? But Ebron is still the touchdown guy there. I like Doyle, but it just seems like every time they're in the red zone, the guy they're looking for in that little part of the field is Eric Ebron. Yeah, no, I agree. It, I do like Doyle too, by the way, because he's been he's been good since he's been back. So I like I mean, Doyle in in uh PPR, Ebron in 
standard. Right. And I don't yes. believe it. I, I think T.Y. Hilton is overrated at this point of the season. Luck is throwing the ball really short. He and likes, that's not he he likes that two tight end. Let's throw it up to the tight end in the end zone. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't I don't think it I don't think Hilton is a top twenty five wide receiver rest of the season. I think he's borderline oof. wide receiver three. I think he's so talent is there. Let's talk about Hilton then. The volume is nice. He's getting targets and he's getting receptions, but the yards aren't there. He's not getting a lot of yards after catch. He's not getting the deep field targets that he used to get. Luck is not throwing the ball downfield at all. So there's not a lot of upside to Hilton. He's not getting touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, in PPR, he's I mean, four okay. four touchdowns, and he's played he got two he, games? And he got two of those in one game. Two of those in one game. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's better than Keenan Allen in that sense. Keenan Allen only has two touchdowns for the season. But Keenan Allen's also getting shots down the field. And he's getting a lot of yards. He's been T.Y. Hilton's been solid when he's been on the field, but he's not had a single explosive game. Yeah, he had. A, we had a, the two touchdown game. He had twenty four yards that game. So it's not like he, yeah. blew, he blew the roof. These off are his anything. fantasy points in standard: ten point six, fourteen point three. I'll take both of those. Then five, eleven point five, fourteen point five, three point four. So a dud, and then seven point seven. So yeah, man, I. I kind of have to agree with you. I mean, he's averaging around 9.6 fantasy points a game. Yeah. And he's missed two games on top of that. Um, and it doesn't help that his schedule is below. No, it's he's not the 19th easiest, hardest schedule. Like, that's that's not where you want it to be for a wide receiver you drafted as, you know, your wide receiver two slash one. Um, so if you own Hilton, someone's looking at names. He's like, I sold him already for... A next year draft pick. I just don't want a piece of it right now. He's not going to win me a championship. I'm actually really nervous about his playoff schedule as well. Fair enough. All right, let's go. Uh, I went from Ebron to Hilton. I'm sorry, guys. That's <laughs> fine. That's how this kind of works. Um, okay. Next, uh, we can go to Rob Gronkowski, who has been fucking yep. let's terrible. Talk a little bit about tight ends here. Drafting Gronk. him, dra- drafting him in the what the third, fourth round where he went. I mean, he is borderline tight end 10 up until now i i don't know what to do with him i mean yeah. would you do ebron for gronk or jack doyle for gronk at this point i don't think you could trade like you could probably get a lot for gronk from yeah. a gronk believer the thing is look at gronk's schedule all his easy games against tight ends with the exception of miami coming up in week 14 have already happened yeah right you've got to buy this week and then the rest of the schedule is all tough on tight ends. All yeah. of it. So it, he's had one touchdown all season. You've missed three games. Like, add all of this together. And he's had a very poor season so far for Gronk standards. So, yeah, yeah, rest of season, man. You're talking about maybe he misses more time, right? Yeah. And he's not been great when he's been on the field. There's just other guys I'd rather have. Like, if we're just talking about the next few games for Rob Gronkowski, uh, I'd rather have Ertz and Kelsey. I'd rather have Kittle. I'd rather have O.J. Howard. I'd rather have Trey Burton. Oof. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, for one for one, I think it's safe to say, like, if you if someone's willing to do, I, w- I don't think anyone will do Ertz or, or Kelsey or Kittle. But if you can get Gronk for O.J. Howard, I think you can get another piece to your puzzle with that trade. 
and win. I think O.J. Howard's better, like you were going to say, Trey Burton. Olsen, I'm assuming you were going to say better as well. Yeah, I think I'll cut it there. Yeah, then I don't you have the upside. So Olsen would be the last guy I would cl- include. I, the but only I other Gronk guy like eight red, rest of season. I would actually throw in Hooper above Gronk. I think I'd rather have Hooper above him and maybe Hooper's been super solid. I just yeah. traded him to you in Dynasty. Um, I'm stoked about be, that. Yeah, because I already have a couple guys. I have my short term guy in in Ebron, and then I have my long term, hopefully, fingers crossed, long term guy in Evan Ingram in Dynasty. So I didn't feel like I needed Hooper. Yeah, um, I have. I'm gonna run two tight end sets with Kelsey and Hooper rest of the way. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. That's really good. Um, and then honestly, man, I might rather have Hooper. Not only just. Yeah, no, I think Gronk is. I mean, there was a report that came out um, yesterday that said that there's no way Gronk is returning to the Patriots. That they're gonna cart him off the field. He's not coming back. So yeah. I'd rather have Jack Doyle if that's the case and Gronk th- for the next two seasons. Right. All right. So, that's a little, I, got a I'm hyped. in, if, if we do the uh, cliche sports uh, panic alarm, panic rating, panic meter, I don't know. There's so many different variations of this depending on which, which ESPN you're watching. Uh, if you're watching ESPN eight, the Ocho, then it's the panic <laughs> alarm. Um, so, <laughs> Um, he's, it's pretty high up there, but if you're using our disaster rating scale, I'd say it's, it's, uh, maybe a tornado tornado for sure. You're not familiar with our disaster rating. I, I, I am. I am. I saw it. Okay. It was like a year ago, but it's not like our listeners know about it anymore. Okay. Um, before we move on from tight ends, I do want to say that a couple guys to keep an eye on is, uh, Ricky seals, Jones, RSJ. Um, ever since Byron Lethwich has taken over the role, he has definitely got, he has got an uptick in yards snaps and overall performance so if you're desperate and you're a grunk owner i think he's definitely a under the radar type of guy you should look at plus and they Jeff, play oakland exactly so yeah ricky's gonna be good i think if you're desperate jeff Hurman and uh chris henderton are two guys that i like a lot you know rest of the way maybe even going into next year heard, what, heard my none. favorite thing is you reading names that you can't say <laughs> Look, I don't know how to use R's. I'm Puerto Rican, so it's like, uh, you don't. Did you just say you're Puerto Rican? Yeah. Okay. I was born. I, I'm I'm Cuban, um, culturally, but I was raised in a Puerto Rican uh, household. Like, oh, yeah. so there you go. Okay. I didn't know that. Just, I don't know if that if anyone knows the difference. They're two Caribbean. Um, islands there are about the flags have their colors inverted otherwise they're exactly the same exactly people are very different let me tell you mm, Trump, Trump, Trump's got it down right though when he talks about Puerto Ricans I'm just kidding that's not funny Whoa. <laughs> just kidding but my uncle let me tell you just kidding <laughs> alright um, who were we t- oh um, do you want to talk about kickers no can I just say one thing about kickers before we move on? Number one kicker, rest of the season. No, Greg Zerline. Greg Zerline, he's going to get cut in some teams and some leagues because his bye week is on week 12. He has the best schedule going forward. He was the best kicker last season. Well, it's, Listen, if you have a kicker, you pick kickers on high-scoring offenses. So if you're lucky enough to have Greg Zerline, Will Lutz, Harrison Butker, Butker. <laughs> Buckner. Um, from Buckner's the three teams each averaging more than 30 points a game, 
in in the Rams, uh, the Saints, and the Chiefs. Keep them. Yes. I, I know it's annoying to roster two kickers. For oh, yeah. Harrison back. Buckner is going to go on bye week. We told you, you hold on to those guys. I, I mean, honestly, like this is a championship time. Like You hold on to your best players, and honestly, you're not going to find a better um, kicker rest of the way. Greg Zerline's numbers are don't look great because he was out for so long, but he is a fucking great kicker. You're not going to be able to replace him if you cut him, so don't do it. If he does get cut, pick him up. Yeah. He's worth the roster. I'd rather have... i rather have... Wait, last thing, last thing. I'd rather have Greg Zerline over... El- um, Elijah McGuire, rest of the way. Yeah, so I wrote a waiver article thing um, for Fantasy Pros, and I saw that everybody was ranking uh, Elijah McGuire really high for um, their waiver pickup thing. I don't get it. Who, what? What did you say? I don't get it. I don't Who? get the love for Elijah McGuire. Okay, he is currently, I mean, I, I kind of get it. I mean, I don't think, I think it's too late in the season for me to hop on board. But if I was drafting right now, I think he is the first bench player I'm taking. He's uh, he's going to be, the, he's currently the workhorse back. Crowell's getting some work, but not he's enough. He's not the workhorse back. He's, he's, he's getting, this is horrible. He's getting more snaps than Crowell right now. Um, it's like 60-40. And it's, he just came back from injury. Okay, I'm gonna fact check this. Fact check it. Fact check it. Fact check it. Fact check it. Fact check. He's getting especially in PPR. He's getting about four receptions a game with 40 yards. I mean, I'd rather have Isaiah Crowell rest of season, and I don't think that's saying much. Whoa, whoa! I'll make an e bet on that one. I'd rather have Elijah McQuarrie in PPR, not close. Right. In terms of touches, in the last two weeks, Crowell had 14, and um. And nine the last two weeks. Snap share. His snap share is okay. thirty-seven to fifty-two, and he's Les McGuire is also but getting what matters, eighty. Okay, I understand that. He's also matter. third in receptions as well, percent wise. Okay, I understand that second, snaps matter second. just as much as as uh, as touches. But at the running back position, I think I'd rather look at touches than snaps. So fourteen and nine for Crowell. And for Elijah McGuire, uh, ten and nine. So okay, but he's also the second most targeted receiver in the passing game. Okay, that's because everybody else has been hurt. I'm just saying. I mean, who else? It's not like things are going to change the rest of the way either. They're going to continue. I mean, <sighs> they suck so much. I really don't want to make an e bet on the Jets. Elijah McGuire is, in PPR is definitely a, like honestly not even close. Where okay. Where, you said you specifically said PPR. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> listen, in a PPR league, the ceiling for Elijah Maguire is what RB thirty. I would say twenty four. But that's okay. I disagree, man. I just I, I, I would never start him ever. I just in don't a PPR it. in a PPR league, he's definitely a flex starter. He's equivalent to Jalen Richard in flex in a PPR if not better because he's getting more touches um I would rather like I would rather if we're talking about horrible teams I'd rather start Doug Martin no than Elijah McGuire. are you in a PPR league I'd rather start Doug Martin all right let's just, I'll make three I'll, I'll Elijah McGuire versus Crowell and Doug Martin <laughs> I'm not making these e-bets, but yes, I'd rather have... I, I'm just making statements. <laughs> Fine. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this guy. You're, you're, you got to look at... Look at you got to look more into it. Just watch the games. I don't watch the games, but I'm saying you should. 
Um, I'm going to give you a quick list of guys that I'd rather have rest of season than Elijah Maguire. Okay. All right. Ready for it? I'm ready. Doug Martin. No. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Right, Frank can't. Gore. Uh, are we talking Ito PP? Smith. I disagree. Derek motherfucking Henry. I disagree. Josh Adams. I disagree. Actually, I would significantly much rather have Josh Adams. I disagree. Um, let's get a little uglier with it. Peyton Barber. Wow, you're being a little aggressive here. <laughs> <laughs> I have him probably looking at the list of, you know, even looking at schedules right now. I would rather have he is in Duke Johnson territory for me. I think Duke Johnson is slightly better. He is getting touchdowns, but I think Elijah Maguire is getting the work. I'm probably wrong on the Duke Johnson. I'd rather have Duke Johnson. Really, we're really on opposite ends of the spectrum here. Just give him a shot, man. Just, just everyone, just listen to me, guys. By the way, what the fuck is up with Frank Gore's usage? I don't fucking. It's stupid. They, I don't understand. Are we playing? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you know how many rushing touchdowns Frank Gore has, by the way, even though he's getting double-digit carries since week four? You know how many rushing touchdowns he has? Zero. Zero. Yeah. But he even got targeted in the passing game last, last game in a must-catch scenario, yeah. and he didn't even get close to it. I don't I don't understand what they're doing. Hopefully, hopefully they come out the gate next week and – Listen, man. Gore's bench. The guy. I've changed my opinion. He's a Hall of Fame uh, running back, just based on longevity and being above average for 14 years. I, I think you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame if you can do oh, it for that yeah. long. Yes, um, yes. He's good. He he just holy fuck, dude. He, he's the third best running back on that roster, and he's getting all the work. All right. I don't disagree with you. I don't. I don't. I don't fucking disagree with you at all. I don't even know why I said all right. You're absolutely right. He's not explosive. I don't understand. Kendrick should get 30 carries a game. Kalen Balazs should get at least 10. <sighs> That's a lot should, of carries. I don't know what you're I doing there. I'm, I'm playing like these fucking Seahawks who don't have a good fucking wide receiving core. Seahawks run the ball so much and they are able to win games. We don't have a fucking quarterback. I'd rather have Lamar Miller than Elijah McGuire. I, I can't argue with you on that one. It depends okay. on what happens with that. Uh, I just wanted to see what you would say. I mean, Lamar Miller has a higher ceiling. You saw what he could do in a two-game stretch. Elijah McGuire hasn't done that yet. Or ever. I think he can. He is the next Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh, my God. Ladanian Tomlinson after he retired, maybe? Yeah, when he joined the Jets. Two years no, 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 when he retired. <laughs> he wishes he could be that good on TV. God, he's good. LT with the explosive information. All right, I don't know. Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done, man. That's that. Jesus, what just happened at the end? <laughs> um, I think that does it for us. Uh, Brito's going to record some ads now, so I uh, hope you guys have a good night. Bye. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy.